2: This is a Global Original Podcast.
1: Crunchy pillows on the air. That's...
2: Yeah, quick, get rid of them.
1: Always good that. What's I'm your... done. What's your favourite mint? Wow. <laughs> Have we we really lost conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Has it come to that? Are we really not finding anything to talk about now? Well, I'm just curious. What's your favourite mint? All
2: right, I'll make it more exciting. What's your favourite sweet? Call in now. That's candy. What's your favourite Candy. Um, you know your kids watch too much YouTube when they say, Dad, can we go to the candy store? All right, Ted, you're from England. It's the sweet shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right then,
2: shall we say what's coming up? Oh, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is coming up?
1: Right, so coming up today, we're going to be later on talking about how you make sure your kids know right from wrong, which coincides nicely with Ross Kemp is going to be on the show. The, on the Ross Kemp. The Ross Kemp, Yep. Yeah. I was going to say Ricky but that's Phil Mitchell's brother alright Phil alright bruv um, that's it alright Phil alright bruv is he as hard as he is he as hard in real life as I think he is when I met him so obviously this is pre-recorded when I met him he he actually greeted me like I was a long lost brother Ross is very focused on what he's talking about and he wanted to talk about the issue of knife crime Yeah, which is a very serious issue at the moment aren't we also look, recommending some books I know the way that I gauge a good book is by I'll pick the book up first of all I'll see how much it is then I'll look how, much, how many words there are how many lines how big the writing is how many pictures mm. and I base it all on that you not if it's a
2: good story I choose a book if there's also a film out right because then I can just watch the film so you don't actually have to watch the book I've never watched the book
1: You and your family and an Insta story post were were pretty much top of our show. Really? Because no one told you, no, I didn't name you. That's fine. I just said my mate. What happened?
2: Do you- yeah, but everyone knows you've only got one mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally,
1: it's a sad state of affairs. It's just I have me. to pay Al as well. <laughs> um, now, please tell me that sometimes you can over exaggerate social media posts we all do it I do it you know a lot of people do it this is the kind of life we lead yeah. please don't please tell me that you don't actually take pillows and a duvet into the cinema because <laughs> if you do I, I have got no friends because I'm going to have to leave you
2: hang on for the record I had no part of that whatsoever I was out the house I was at work I was somewhere else I had no idea what they were doing but they did
1: they took their own duvets and pillows and pillows To a public cinema I think I'll tell you what I think Happened
2: To make it a bit better I think what
1: happened was They We
2: went um, We were camping at a festival Last week Yeah And I think in the car
1: Was No this doesn't make it Any better
2: And so Because it was in the car When they went into cinema They just took the pillow And I And I don't think It was a duvet I think I think it was I think it was more a blanket
1: let me just have a quick look at the post. Will it still be there? <laughs>
2: yeah. Was it on stories? No. It was on stories. Wait a minute, I can get it for you in insights.
1: So, yeah, get, get the post because um, we put it out there. Did you? On, on the radio show yesterday saying, does anyone else take a pillow and a duvet to a public cinema?
2: Please tell me at least one person said yeah. None. <laughs> None.
1: None. I can't believe that. I mean, zero. Not even a hint of... We've taken a pillow but or... How many people said no, but what a brilliant idea. None. <laughs> All right. Do you know what the majority of people said? I can't believe I'm going to a public cinema knowing that someone's bedsheets and bed pillow may have been on my seat. Yeah, it was clean. It was... How? You've just been to a festival. It's well... not clean. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, just so, we... just so you know, pillows, blankets, leave them in your bedroom. Do not take them to the cinema. End of. <laughs>
2: I still stand by the fact that a pillow is not dirty. It
1: is dirty. You're dirty. It's had your sweaty head on it. <laughs> you've and had maybe, my sweaty head on it. And maybe you've... you've you've moved around in the bed. It's probably had your sweaty balls on it as well. So no, it I hasn't. Just, well, it might have I've never, I've never slept with my balls on a pillow. Do you ever sleep with your, with a pillow between your legs? No. I do. Well,
2: don't take that pillow to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Choose the head pillow, not your ball pillow. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> confessional? Yeah. First, we've got the confessional. Okay, this week's confessional. Who does it come from? Today, it comes from Kevin.
2: All right, Kev. Kevin. The only, it the only, uh, always reminds me of Kevin and Perry go large. All oh, right, Miss Person. Wiki, wiki, see What did he say? Eyeball pull. Twat! <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Great film. Yeah, I can't actually remember much Great film. of it. All um, right, oh, Miss Person. So, yeah, here, here we go. So, this is another week Dad pours out his heart in the hope of forgiveness, but only we can decide if he's going to get a pass dear jk and al i'm a diy enthusiast i've got all the tools years of experience putting up shells tinkering and plumbing and so on i'm not afraid of a diy challenge to be fair i'd say i'm competent but i'm not a professional builder you're quite good at diy aren't you You trapped me up. (laughs) No, I'm just. You just said you were varnishing a door today. (laughs) Oh yeah,
1: but varnishing a door—it's not really, you know. That's like DIY to me. It's not pushing the DIY boat that far, is it? I had to get a paintbrush. I had to open said tin of varnish and slaver it over a door. (laughs) Evenly? That's quite hard. Well, we'll see. We'll see when I get back home later.
2: Right. Oh, sorry, I digressed there and burped and I had a bit of wind
1: <laughs> I'm going burp you top, come here over my shoulder top wind uh, if... <laughs> there it is you're good to go off you go
2: if I get stuck on a new challenge uh, I look it up on YouTube and copy the advice on there usually it works fine and I'm happy with the results I love YouTube for that it's brilliant recently I decided to turn our loft into a storage area nothing too fancy just a bit of chipboard flooring and a couple of plugs maybe a light fitting as you'll appreciate, parenting and DIY don't often go well together. For several weekends, I found myself left with the little ones rather than getting on with my project. I'd gotten the material stacked up in the hallway and one night my partner just blew up about it. When's it going to get done? It's been ages. All this mess is in the hallway. I can't I've, do it
1: because I'm looking after the kids.
0: Know, I've
2: heard that so many times. Stop putting stuff in the loft. Just, I've heard that so many times. She, she could put it in the loft. She can't. She could. She couldn't. It's really simple. You just pull the ladder down, walk it up there. I mean, why are you even saying this? It's dodgy ground, I know. So we agreed that I'd start and finish in the next weekend. Only thing is that I forgot and I'd already agreed to go out for birthday drinks on the Saturday afternoon. I figured I could make it all work, though. I got back from drinks on the Saturday around 9pm, half cut, standard. Obviously, she was pissed off and I hadn't done any of what I said I would. So I said I'll carry everything up to the loft and leave it there until the morning. Of course, because I'm very merry at this point, I slip while I'm up in the loft and I put my foot through the ceiling in the bathroom below no one is hurt but man is she angry so here begins the fun I say it's no problem happens all the time I mean it doesn't happen all the time no. I've never put my foot through this I've seen
1: it happen once in, in Home Alone <laughs> exactly. the film maybe it or doesn't something happen like that. all the time
2: I... what's he talking about? I'll patch the hole with filler let it dry and skim and paint it tomorrow all fixed in 24 hours
1: good terminology there though yeah, so he, he sounds like he knows his shit I know shit. I'm no, going
2: to start using that yeah. just general, general, so I'll skim but, oh, it
1: later i yeah, yeah, what he's amazing. talking about
2: I place duct tape over the hole. Standard. I mean, is there nothing you can't fix with duct tape. I place duct tape over the hole from the loft side and then try and squirt expanding foam into the large hole in the bathroom while balancing on the side of the bath. The foam doesn't grip in the hole and just flows straight out onto my head. It's in my hair and on my face and it's horrible sticky stuff. I lose my footing on the bath and precariously wobble. He's still doing this whilst, whilst drunk, right? precariously wobble grasping any available wall the shower curtain anything that i can use to balance myself i pull the shower curtain and rail from the ceiling then i leave huge handprints and hand smears of expanding foam all down the walls the foam is still squirting all this time and won't stop it's all over me the bath my feet my hands my face and my clothes after tearing most of the fixtures and fittings from the bathroom ceiling and walls I grab onto the bathroom wall cabinet in a last ditch attempt to steady myself. It comes off the wall, pills and tampons, various cosmetic products, soaps and so on all spill out everywhere into the sea of expanding foam. Then I fall gently around two feet from the bath to the floor and wonder why I was so worried about falling in the first place. The noise wakes our children who start crying. My partner looks at me in utter disgust from the doorway. It's now the morning after and I'm writing this. No idea what happens next, but the bathroom is basically a write-off. Firstly, don't DIY drunk, just a bit of advice. Second, was only trying to help, so am I forgiven. Best, Kev.
1: (laughs) Whenever I hear a story like that and I hear the expression expanding foam, does anyone else think of this woman on the internet? (laughs) <laughs> no. Have you not that? seen this one? No. Is she in hospital? It's the woman on the internet that thought um some sort of can in the corner was, I don't know, dried shampoo or something like that or, or <laughs> but sprayed... it wasn't, it was <laughs> 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 it was expanding foam. <laughs> That's her in A and E. Jeez. Have you never seen that? No. Oh man. Honestly, search for she it. She just sprayed it black. And read the hair story. Hair. It's just brilliant. Um, right. Okay, back uh, to business. Is he forgiven? Wow. Well, uh, He's done the classic, hasn't he? He's... Double booked himself. No, he's, he's, thought, he's thought with his wallet. That's what he's done. And we all do it. So we go, right, we get someone in. We go, okay, how much do, do? this, 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 and this? And they come back with, like, oh, that's going to be 1,600 quid. You go, fuck that. 1,600 quid? I'll, <laughs> I'll get out myself. of here. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so that's what's happened, obviously. And then he's gone out and he's a bit drunk, so it's never going to work. It was never going to work regardless. I know. But coming back half cut, it literally never, ever, yeah. ever, ever going to work. So this is what the problem is. He's thought, I can do that myself. I'll go and buy this stuff. You know, I can do it all for like 200 quid. And you can't. You can YouTube and Google yeah, and but do he's not, as much as you can. He's not
2: just not done it for 200
1: quid. He's actually made it work.
2: But, but that doesn't surprise
1: me. This reminds me of the time that I tried to do a stable door once. <laughs> do A stable door. Did you just cut a normal door in half? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair that's exactly but what I
1: thought I thought how hard can it be yeah. I'll get a normal door it's got two hinges okay so I need to get another two hinges yeah. so that top bit's got two and the bottom bit's got yeah. two I'll chop the door so I bought a jigsaw I'll chop the door in half that's fine and I've seen pictures of stable doors you just need to get some sort of other piece of nice fancy shaped wood that goes on that bit and on yeah. the bottom bit yeah. I thought how hard can it be really hard apparently <laughs> did it work <laughs> Not at all <laughs> <laughs> There's a gap That's alright It still needs to slightly overlap With this bit of wood and stuff Mate, no, no So that's what it reminds me of yeah. So the guy I got a quote for that Of about 500 quid Including the door yeah. I bought the door for 180 quid And I screwed it up totally Who uh, who asked you to do a stable door? This was on my old farmhouse Oh right. Ma- The one that you've been to In Manchester Yeah, yeah. I yeah It that was there house. I thought well keep, Within keeping of a barn conversion yeah. I'll just do it myself I, the, so it cost me more. It cost me the four, the four five hundred well, quid to get the guy out, and the extra hundred eighty quid or whatever it was to get the door. It's again. costing Kev more. But I think the, I think the problem here is trying to
2: balance keeping our partners happy and doing yeah, but it's our own thing. Because <sighs> really, he, he if she hadn't have blown up, he would have just gone to bed. He would have had a few jars that afternoon. Yeah, but he's bed,
1: made this worse. And done it all on Sunday for himself. In general now, forever. Yeah. She's I not going to trust him with DIY ever again. Kev, you're screwed now. You've screwed it. Only because she's on his case. He put his foot through the bathroom ceiling. Because he was up there because she kicked off about the, the landing. Yeah, but he was trying to DIY upstairs, wasn't he? Yeah, in That's the loft. initially what he's trying to do. Yeah, but he was only he was
2: only he wasn't gonna do it and then he came back and had to move the but stuff. How many times the have
1: you been up the loft and not put your foot through the through I've the never, never, Well never exactly? <laughs> Yeah, I I've been in a loft thousands of times. i know. I've never put my foot but through. but
2: how many times have you been in a loft drunk? Me?
1: Oh, yeah. Every <laughs> time. yeah. Well, all the time now. Okay, look, we're going to have to talk code now. <laughs> I've a in few case. Biz, and I go straight into the loft. Yeah, we have to talk code. <laughs> You're up there every Christmas Eve, aren't you? <laughs> I pretty much am. <laughs> I'm hammered. <laughs> I've wrapped stuff. Yo, 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 yo. Do you, are you like, here comes the Christmas tree. (laughs) Exactly, well, here come some lovely boxes which are shaped and looking all lovely. And that you just hurtled down. That have been dropped off by the big man. Yeah. Every year I'm up there drunk. Still, how old am I now? How long have I had kids for? Four years. But my previous relationship, she had a kid as well. I've been doing this for about ten years. So once a year you're in the loft drunk. Yeah. Christmas Eve.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't say i've ever been in the loft but the but my point is i reckon is that he's have. only there no not, i haven't you have. no i haven't we've all been there no i haven't i don't think we've <laughs> you've never there. lived do it tonight <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean maybe i'm missing maybe i'm the one do it tonight missing tell
1: me how, how you feel maybe being drunk in the
2: loft is like one of the best things ever.
1: i will right I'll, i will put 40 i've got 40 quid in my pocket i'll put 40 quid down right now that you can go into the loft Drunk tonight and not put your foot through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I I'm sure oh, they can, but, but you're missing my point. If 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 we just stop trying to please our partners, no, do the stuff you can do. <laughs> Don't do the stuff you know you blatantly can't do. He should. And I know his food. Kev thought as well. It's like it's in the loft. She never goes up there. I could be as haphazard as I want. No, what he doesn't matter. Done.
2: He should have just said, "Give me a, a woman's name, Sharon." Sharon. Pretend his wife's called Sharon. She sounds angry. Kevin and Sharon, right? Sharon is angry. <laughs> Kevin and Sharon. She's going off on one. She's like, "Why well, don't you do it?" You know, we know. Everyone, we I all know what's like. Night. She didn't look happy. Sh- I mean, she's a, she's she she's got a real ferocious side, Sharon. <laughs> I think right? she has. Just imagine sh- what he needs to do is say, Sharon.
1: What? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very uh, That's Sharon. Yeah, that is Sharon all over. Honestly, right? Um, Steve and Sharon. Michelle,
1: four doors down, they can hear Sharon shouting. Out
2: yeah, them. Sharon is wild. She's mental. But Sharon, right? He's, he's Get want to kill him Yeah. Okay, Sharon. Sh- I- I'm hearing what you're saying. Have you fixed that hole yet? But let's role play it. But, <laughs> <Right>. but <laughs> I'm I've, Sharon. Just I've just clarify. had a few beers and I'm feeling a little queasy. Yeah. So. First thing in the morning, yeah. I'm going to put this away. You've been acting a bit. Drunk. And I'm going to do. And I'm going to do what I said I'll do in the yeah. loft. Okay. First okay. thing in the morning, but I think okay. it's wise. For that's what you should say. But he's
1: not. He's scared. Kevin. 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 Stop. I'm leaving you.
2: <laughs> well, Because there's chipboard yeah, yeah, on the landing. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. Not now. sure that's a, a reason for. I'm divorce. leaving you because you're shit at DIY. <laughs> I'm not shit at DIY. I've just got pissed, and now and now I need to.
1: That's what we need what, Why don't we just say to our partners? I can see you're angry, oh, Kev. I want to forgive him, but I can't. Uh, man code says I should, but I've I've been there and done all that now. I, don't do stuff that you can't do. Just pay the money. He can he, do it. He can't. He can. He just was pissed in the loft. I think he can because he his only reason that there was because his he wife fit, was on his case. He put, he put duct tape over a hole and tried <laughs> expandable foam because <laughs> he's pissed. Really, he really knows what he's doing.
2: No, I don't forgive him either, but I don't forgive him because he should just say to his Sharon. Here's Sharon. He should just say to Sharon, "Enough's enough. I'm going to bed, and we'll do this in the morning. Including, and by this I mean
1: you. That's also a bad thing to do because you have a hangover, and the last thing yeah. you want to do in the morning is deal with a uh, like. I know, you know but he, he, I mean, beggars can't be choosers here. Like, he's got to try and
2: choose the best way through this situation. Right, let, let's get a positive out of this,
1: okay? If you are someone right now thinking about doing DIY and you know you can't do it, even if you're YouTubing it, you can't do it. Right You need a lot of time To master it Just Just pay someone to do it Okay Just Let's just do that And then you won't have These sort of things And, and like Sharon and Kev Wouldn't have broken up <laughs> You know Because he would have just, She would have been happy It would have all been done on time I reckon she'd
2: Good actually job. Find him more attractive If he just said Sharon I'm not going to do it right now We'll sort it in the morning Wow Yeah Strong man there
1: Standing up I'm still wife. leaving you <laughs> <laughs> Well probably <laughs> And I'm taking the cap <laughs> All right, so he's not, not, forgiven, not forgiven. Not forgiven. Done. So in the week, I caught up with Ross Kemp. Standard. Just All right, Ross, how you doing? How oh, you do. Are yeah, you okay there? Um, He's actually got a brand new TV show out, which is called Ross Kemp Living With. And um, he there's various subjects. There's living with online gambling addiction. There's living with young carers living with homelessness, Um, but he came in to talk about living with knife crime. And Ross is very passionate about this. I mean, extremely passionate. So we got onto the subject of how bad knife crime is right now in the UK, in the world. Mm. And um, yeah, this is what happened.
0: So Ross, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, doing the rounds of publicity for the new show "Living With," so it's going well so far. Um, so the new show, uh, the new show is a four-part series. Yeah, happening on ITV, only half an hour at seven thirty on a Thursday evening, so up against Eastenders. Good luck with that, Ross. <laughs> um, but you know, hey, but there are things that I really care about. Basically, the reason for doing it is because you know, uh, rightly so, the last four years has been dominated by Brexit, mm. but while we. are we've been our politicians have been negotiating our future but at the same time our future has been happening and i think you know there've been a lot of important issues that have been happening while we've been debating what happens to our future and i thought that um, homelessness knife crime young carers and online gambling were pretty four important issues that hadn't really been given the the kind of focus that they should have been given. So when I was given the opportunity to make four programmes about subjects that I felt were, were important, they're the ones I went for. Um, and yeah, homelessness, according to Heather Wheeler, the homeless minister has gone... Or no, homelessness, rough sleeping has gone down by two, 2%. two uh, I find that hard to believe. And, and we looked at the way that the numbers are collated. And so the best way of doing it is by doing it for a chain, which happens in London, um, and... Um, in Scotland, they've got it pretty covered. They do it through the local authorities. That everybody that goes to the local authority, they get counted through the year. Uh, in Wales, they do an estimate and they do a snapshot, so they've got it pretty good. But in England, we, out, outside of the, the the capital, we're doing a thing called a snapshot. And so basically, that means is that a council employee goes out on one day mm. of the year, looks around his local area, and if he sees someone, I see a see tent, for instance, with no one in it because they've gone to the loo or because they've gone to the shops or whatever it is, then he counts that as a zero. Um, and the issue with that is is it's not giving a true representation of how many people are rough sleeping in the UK. And if the number's lower than it truly is, then less money is dedicated to solving the problem. And I think what, what's happened is is that we're just managing... That problem. We're not even the be- government are not beginning to to understand the size of the problem, and so if they don't understand the size of the problem, they can't possibly solve it.
1: Mm. Now we obviously we're, we're we're both parents. When you look at stuff like knife crime now, that, that that absolutely terrifies me. My my eldest is is four years old, and to know that you know we're kind of living in this this world now. Well,
0: you, one has to hope that that things will change by the time that he's old enough to, to be out on the streets. Um, yeah, look, 285 people were stabbed to death last year. That's the highest number since we started recording figures in 1946. Uh, Ten to 19-year-olds, three a day, uh, admitted into A&E with knife wounds. We've cut 20,000 police officers off our streets. I think that's played the magic, a major part. Some of those officers were community officers that worked on, with communities who are on the front line of knife crime, I think that relationship has deteriorated I think there's a lot of pressure put on young people through social media to get into conflict mm. or increases the yep. chances of that conflict happening because it's not just an argument between me and you, it's all your friends against all my friends and they're all egging us on to have conflict and you know where that conflict may have been resolved with, with fists or with sticks 25-30 years ago, it's now being resolved with a knife um, and that's destroying lives because, as I say, I've been, I've been in prison recently and, you know, I'm talking to young men who are serving 25 years before they see parole, some through joint ventures. So they weren't actually probably the person that actually inflicted the fatal wound, but they were there. So their lives are destroyed, their family's life are destroyed, and they've also destroyed destroyed the life of another and that person's family. I think exclusion at school at an early age plays a massive part. Mm. I think we have to find ways of keeping let's call them kids with issues, kids with problems, in mainstream education, rather than excluding them. The amount of kids that I spoke to who are members of gangs that carried knives who did not stay on past 13 and 14 at school. We also saw a clear line between people starting to carry knives at 12 and using them by the age of 15. So we need to find a better way of keeping those kids in mainstream education, and therefore giving them more options that don't lead them down the road or the roads, as they call it. Um, we're not doing that. Uh, we need to we need to implement laws and social media to stop people being able to threaten people mm. or make you know songs about people dying to increase the anger that's out there to increase more people dying. I'll make more people, sadly, end up being killed. Um, it's also fashionable. That's something I was a bit shocked by uh, in my my dotage, uh, which kind of we... goes along with the music as well, doesn't well, it? Well, it's you know, it, well, it was like. You know, I've got a brand new pair of trainers and I've got a new underarm holster for my machete, um, and that is worrying. You know. Um there's always been a fascination, I guess, with, with swords and with knives. Young boys will have that kind of thing. And also to create a better understanding of the repercussions of your actions. Because mm. I didn't really grow up, I wouldn't say I didn't grow up until I was about 23, 24, 25. Yeah. It be them. Debatable, you know. And I don't think that they understand that. And I think we need more people who have been through the system that have come out the other end talking to kids as much as possible in schools and getting them to understand that there is nothing glamorous and nothing lovely about doing 25 years in a prison.
1: It was really interesting. Um, one of my work colleagues, it was, I think it was her nephew's probably 18th, maybe 15th, 17th birthday, whatever it was. And he was going to go um, to Selfridges. He had some spending money for his birthday. And he said he said to, uh, to my friend, he said, look, um, she said, why have you got a backpack on? He's like, well, I'm going to go into Selfridges. I'm going to buy what I want to buy for my birthday, whether it's an iPad, whether it's some nice clothes or whatever it is. And he says, but I can't come out of there the with way. a Selfridges bag. I have to come out of there with the, with the stuff in my backpack because they'll look at me going in. They'll look like, they'll look, I've got a size eight foot. They'll see that they wear, I wear like what they like to wear. And he did. He actually saw a gang of kids before. He went in the Selfridges, he went out the back door, put his stuff in his backpack. That's the kind of world we're living in mm-hmm. right now.
0: Is that the world you want to live in? No. No, same here.
1: No, I don't want my kids to live in that So way.
0: therefore we have to make sure that we have governments to implement laws to stop that kind of behaviour happening. And also, it's not just about putting people away in prison. It's about not those kids not wanting to do that in the first place mm. because they have an outlet or a way of earning the money to be able to have those things. Because we're putting so much pressure on young people to have the latest trainers, to have the latest iPad or whatever it may be. Yeah, yep. and if you have, if you come from a you know impoverished background, you've got no chance of ever earning those, because you've not been in the situation to get the educational qualifications to be able to be in a position to get a job to earn those things. Then you're just going to take them.
1: Yeah, I think it's great though that you know we we hear a lot of this on the news. We don't actually see factual programs about it. We don't see it enough.
0: But that's what we call it, living with, because even though I can't, you know, I'm not going to live, I I can't live as a member of a gang with a knife because I'll be breaking the law for starters. But we got as close to people that are living with it and the repercussions of it. Um, You know, there's a moment when a mum just says, you know, I I was lucky because I got to say goodbye to my son before he died. Wow. You know, I don't don't want that for, for anyone that I know. And I, and, I, and I think I'm sick of it, you know, 285 people stabbed to death last year. What's going on? We, we, we're 2019, and we're killing, we're killing each other. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. So it's supposed to be brighter, we have, more, we have more access to each other, and we're ending up killing each other. It's also using things like social media in, in a positive way, in a way that we well, can, then I you, know. Think, you know. I think, you know, you talk about regulation, I think it's something that needs to be regulated. Sorry. And you need to have politicians that are prepared to take that on yep. and implement that legislation. Well, let's put it out there. Uh, when can we see the show again? Thursday at 7:30 is homelessness. Uh it was the coldest night for seven years. I was wearing I was wearing duvets, literally, and that was cold. <laughs> Those guys I was with out on that oh. street, through their own choice, yep. uh, were wearing sweatshirts. Jeez. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank me. you very much. It's been lovely to chat, Teeth. To
1: there he is, Ross Kemp It's very serious when he's when he's working, Ross I bet, but very also, serious. it is a
2: very serious subject
1: It's, it's an extremely serious subject <laughs> where, where does it stem from? You know what I mean? That's, that's what we have to look at But, but yeah, he's very passionate about it uh, Don't forget as well, you can watch the episode I think it's on Catch Up on ITV Living with knife crime, Ross Kemp mm. so, Which is good But actually, I think that, quite, that leads us quite nicely on to Teaching your kids right from wrong Which is what we're going to discuss today Teaching your kids right from wrong. I suppose we are already doing that. You know, Ted's five. You've got other kids, and I just think I've got two. And even though it's at a, it's at a, it's in a sort of state at the moment, which isn't that. You know, I'm telling him not to pee on the sofa, or I'm telling Luna not to poo. wipe, you know, put stop a, putting that put thing a finger in my
2: face. up a bum and bring poo out. <laughs> That's um, two episodes. Two episodes. Two episodes now. You've put your poo finger in my face.
1: I know. Do you? Do you think about what we are going to have to deal with as our kids grow? Um, Teaching them right from
2: disciplinary wrong? disciplinary way. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I don't. Oh, I do. I don't. I. I know what you mean. I just have never given it that much thought. I'm oh. more in the now kind of guy.
1: What I do is think about what I was like as a kid growing up.
2: And what my dad actually,
1: like? my dad gave me a lot of freedom. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Uh, where do you want me to start? We'll just pick the worst. I had a conversation with one of my mates from school the other day, Rachel. And she was like, she was like, how are you, Jay? I'm, I'm all right. She said, oh, I've been listening to the radio show and the podcast, you know, really oh. good. Nice to see you doing well, all that sort of stuff. And he was like, do you remember that time that you nicked that VW badge off my mum's car? Jeez. I was like, "Uh, Yeah. Did you remember that? I was like, uh, no. So that was like the start. That's like petty, man. That is well, really that was, annoying. To be fair, that was the Beastie Boys fault. Because Licence to Ill* the album, uh, Mike D used to wear a VW badge around his neck on a chain. Why did you choose your friend's car? Um, I don't know. He's the only (laughs) VW that was in the the village. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And what gave it away was I turned up at the Youth Centre Disco wearing said VW badge on a chain. And her mum's VW car was the only one in the village. And it had its badge nicked. You you didn't really need to be Sherlock Holmes to to work that one out. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I got away with a lot. I didn't ever get, I didn't, I never got arrested. I never got, you know, I wasn't. I I
2: got, I didn't get arrested, but I got escorted home in a police car once.
1: What, as, what, what, teenage years? Yeah. How old? Uh, maybe 15,
2: 16. What were you doing? Trespassing. Why? I used to, (laughs) I used to be in a parkour crew. A what? A parkour. What is that? What is funny about that? What? What What is that? What is it? Like a free running crew. Not that bloke, Sebastian. Oh, parkour! Oh, yeah, yeah, parkour, yeah. Parkour, like free-running. right? Are you sure? I don't understand what's so funny about that. Yeah. What do you mean? Am I sure? Yes, I'm <laughs> sure. <quite> sure.
1: <laughs> Looking him up and down. Are you sure?
2: Yeah, I'm quite sure. I, was. I used to be quite good. Okay. So, we, but 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 it's urban free running where you used to where you use like yeah. the objects and buildings around you to go from A to B as quickly and as freely as you can.
1: Chicken know. cottage roof? Is that where you were? <laughs> 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 Over the aircon unit. <laughs> No, but we used, to, we used. I can jump this one, Steve. <laughs> Watch me go.
2: This is the last time I share a story. <laughs> Smell that fried chicken. <laughs> this is all right. I'm not going on.
1: No, please, no yeah, please carry on. So, what were you jumping over to to be done for trespassing? It was a school.
2: The local. Well, there's lots of schools near me. It wasn't your school. No, it was the local girls' grammar school. Right. Oh, I did, well, did okay. do it at my school. you got though.
1: extra points now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, but it was like, it was outside of school hours. Oh, right. Okay, I'll take the back off you. <laughs> but we used to like climb on the roofs, we used to do roof jumps, we used to jump off the roofs, we used to like, we did, we did it all, mate. I was in like a crew, man. I was like, mate, I. kid. Anyway, we got caught. <laughs> <laughs> you got and caught. I got a ride home in the police car. And no, no word of advice. My mum, my how can I describe her mum? She's a stickler for the rules, right? So bearing in mind the uh, <laughs> the.
1: <laughs> sorry you Right.
2: yeah bearing in mind that my house was probably a three minute walk from the school the police gave me a lift home
1: <laughs> well they wanted to make sure you yeah. got back
2: Because it was like 30 seconds. you're danger to society like, like where would you live and I was like just there Sir, <laughs> I can walk you if you want <laughs> yeah. dude yeah. should we walk anyway they gave me a lift home and in the car I was like so what do you have to do to become a police officer so I was kind of I was trying to charm them right anyway we got to the door and I was like oh god mum is gonna go nuts here because she's like like imagine the neighbours all looking yeah. at me getting a lift on the police car anyway so she answers the door she's like oh and I was like hi mum <laughs> And they're like, oh, an we- eyebrow they're like oh man. we found him tra- we caught him trespassing on the school um, and I was like I was like yeah we were just doing free running and my mum went <laughs> it's a thing right and my- <laughs> I just can't imagine you doing free running there's a bit vid- I have got. I used to have a video <laughs> did you have tight shorts <laughs> no I didn't you used to have big baggy shorts gotcha ok so you could be free <laughs> yeah. whilst you run ok <laughs> and um, yeah, And my mum was like yeah I know I know I know you were there <laughs> to which the police officers were like huh thinking this isn't going how we thought anyway the conversation ended I went in and she was like were well, you doing drugs I was like no she's like were you smoking I was like no drinking out no did you have you hurt anyone no
1: and they're like well it's fine then so oh, brilliant. Went, went back out. <laughs> there you go. Then it <laughs> literally went straight back out. Oh, okay. So that, yeah. that's that's a cool that was a cool way of dealing with it. Yeah. I kinda I like I like what she says. Was cool. My dad didn't give a shit about anything. Yeah.
2: But but when you think about it, there are people out there mugging people or like yeah. drinking underage or being little drugs, like needles. Yeah, just dickheads like graffitiing horrible Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just like there's one thing in our local park there's a bowling green and it's for bowling. Bowls. Yep. For the old people. We're well, not just Do you do that along
1: with your free running? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. Free running is cool. Okay. it's, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. The more cool, you have to say it's cool, it really isn't. <laughs> Flipping it. So the bowling green, yeah. So the bowling
2: and some some teenagers play football on there. And like that to me is Worse than trespassing. No, it's not. It is because <laughs> it is, because it's just petty. Digging like they're just digging up the perfectly smooth bowling green so the old people can't play their game. I, I think you've got oh issues with that. One. Okay, I, so... sh- I actually shouted at them. I was walking the dog and I shouted, I said, Excuse me, boys, can you get off? That green? Yeah, but that's
1: where you've got to be careful.
2: Like, oh, no, life no, crime. I'm scared about that. You
1: know what I mean? <laughs> so, so, do you think that you would. Would would you discipline your kids the way that your parents disciplined you? Um... Do you think that was right, what your mum did? Yeah. I actually think it's quite cool. Yeah, I do.
2: I think I think I'd be, would be relaxed. I would always want... I would want Ted... I wouldn't want Ted to not do something because I've told him not to. Mm. I'd want him to not do something because he knows he shouldn't. Or he knows... Or he feels and can understand why he shouldn't do that do you see what I mean yeah yeah like if he, if he just like oh I'm not gonna I shouldn't do that because I've been told not to I, I, I kind of I'd rather him do it and then learn the
1: consequences learn from your mistakes do you see what I understand so
2: so I've got a lot of wind today
1: yeah haven't you been free running before this <laughs> you are an idiot can you tell me... Can someone please sound, tell me what the hell is wrong with free running? You
2: sound exhausted. The guy who did the documentary on Channel 4, Sebastian from Paris, everyone was like, oh my God, he's like the in the 10 sexiest men. Yeah. Like 2004, whenever it was. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. And, and, what, and when I do it, you laugh. <laughs> Steve, I'm stuck on this aircon unit. <laughs> I used to do massive roof
1: jumps. I I <laughs> know. Oh. Well, from, from chicken cottage No, To, to, to the shashlack tandoori <laughs> 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 oh, I have got visions of you
2: <laughs> I'm picking around on roofs You're going to have visions of me Walking out the room in a minute what,
1: you, you, you do more <laughs> Actually to... I'll free right now <laughs> <laughs> I'll parkour out globally Honestly so this <laughs> building's amazing To do that sort of stuff yeah. Lots of aircon units So be careful Don't trip over one <laughs> <sighs> What was I saying? I don't know Oh, yeah, discipline. 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 To, yeah,
2: I would want him to know that why he shouldn't do it rather than just, oh, I'm not going to do that because my, my dad said
1: so. I think you can tell them what the consequences will be. Yeah, but I want him to
2: know it. I don't want him to just no, do no, what no, I no. and then, I don't then, want
1: to be a robot. Yeah. But, see, I had the opposite. My dad, I, I would, I literally could have done anything. <laughs> I could have robbed a bank. And he probably would never have known about it. And and to be fair, policing back then was a bit different because of the local policeman. He was six foot six. It doesn't sound like anyone would take him seriously. Similar, no, he was the same sort of distance wide. He was huge. And he had a lot of presence. And if, if, you, if, if you turned up at your house by the scruff of the neck with, with Bill Edge, then, yeah, it wasn't good. It was serious. It was serious. So, but then all I got done for was maybe skateboarding on the pavement, or
2: oh, you skater, were you
1: skater? Oh, oh, that's we so cool, to man! Nix hey, yeah, from the local, boy. You know, yeah. Oh, it's no free running, is it? No, it's not. It's a lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can jump an aircon unit.
2: <laughs> you can <laughs> ollie it, can you? Or nollie? You do a nollie, yeah, yeah.
1: Rail slide. We, um, I got, I. I Talking
2: of Bill Hedge, I met two police officers in the airport once where they almost arrested me. Why? And they were were you an adult? Huge! Oh, I was an adult. Yeah, this, was no, like this doesn't count. you
1: should know. You should know better. We, you can't have that conversation now. We talking about kids. Yeah, I know that.
2: I'm just I'm just describing two police officers who nearly made me crap my pants because they were so big.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that they were just like towering over me. That's what we huge need more. Of. machines. Need more of All right, let me put it this way. What would you do if I don't know let's say in what's 10 now, 5 okay nine, ten years time well younger let's say he's 12 he's 12 years old and you you go and to wash his jacket and you find a knife in his jacket what would you do what kind of knife yeah it's a knife it's a big knife big knife it doesn't matter a knife's a knife we're not talking a pen knife um... talking a
2: knife yeah, I would. I'd probably go in pretty hard on him.
1: Your uh, your instant reaction would be. My instant reaction would be. Uh, yeah, I'd go crazy.
2: I don't think I'd shout and go like crazy, but I would. I would not hold back. Like he wouldn't go out of the house without me. He wouldn't go out of the house without being patted down. Like he wouldn't. I'd probably. I'd. Pro- I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd take him to a copper. Yeah. And I'd and I'd say, "I've just found a knife on this boy."
1: Do you want to just take him into a room and just have a little chat with him? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 down with that
2: because that's serious. Like, it's not. That's not. That's not free running at the local school, is it? No, that's serious stuff.
1: You wouldn't run a free run with a, with a knife in your pocket, anyway. though. no,
2: or your keys. I used yeah. to make that mistake a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but
1: you know, it's quite different. But but y- this could happen. Yeah, in the current state of knife crime. Yeah. You know, you don't know that who your kids are going to get caught up with. You don't know what.
2: I think that's the thing, isn't it? It is. It's who their influence is going mm. to be through school and uh, you know social life. That's the worry. It is about who's who's influencing them, and I guess I guess I would before they get there. That's where you put in the hard work, isn't it? That's where you you have to teach them right and wrong. You have to teach them about society, and you also have to teach them about being strong independent people Mm. so that when their mates go oh we're going to go out and we're going to shank some whatever that's where he goes well I'm not being part of that like I'm happy to hang out at the park but I am not happy to be part of that
1: um okay based on that so Ted's with his mate and they've just come in for a quick bite to eat um they've taken their jackets off you hear a thud on the floor of one of the jackets it's Ted's mate who's carrying a knife with intent to use it as a weapon.
2: Um. Yeah. Well, I'd say I'd stop Ted going out of that person straight away. Yep. I'd inform his parents. Yep. And I'd probably. I mean, until I'm in the situation, I don't know. But speaking now hypothetically, I'd probably say to his parents, "And I am going to go to the police."
1: Yeah. You need to have that discussion with the parents, yeah. wouldn't you? Okay, this is this is the situation. This is what's happened. Yeah, um, I really feel like yeah. I need to go. The, to the difficulty
2: place. with this, right? So we was in a soft play um, at a zoo, Drusilla Zoo. Really good. Yeah, you in the area. It's really good. There's a big soft play there, and there was a dad in the play in at the bottom of the slide. I think it was with a very young baby, hmm. boy or girl, and a slightly old, maybe five or six, and a nine or ten year old boy had pushed over the girl so she was really upset really hurt so he went out he was really angry went back to his his wife or girlfriend sat at the table and said oh that that boy's just pushed her over i'm really like she's really upset and really hurt her her leg or something so he said i'm I'm gonna go and speak to the parent right so he went and found the parent and then when we were watching this because our kids were in there playing so we were and we weren't talking because you know you don't do that, do you? No. <laughs> don't talk to your partner. Um, but we, so we were watching this this situation unfolding, and this bloke was saying he was he was perfectly reasonable. He just said, "Oh, your your son has just pushed over my daughter. She's quite hurt and quite upset." And this mum went in on this right. dad. She got up in his grill, right up in his face, and was going, "Don't speak about my son. Never see him again." Never. And I'm thinking, you. You're missing the point here. Your son's pushed his daughter over, and you're now going in. And in all honesty, no wonder he has, because look at the role model. Do you know what I mean? So me going to Ted's mate and saying, oh, we found the knife in his jacket. You don't know what that parent's going to say. Yeah. Oh, it's Ted's knife. He was looking after it for me. Mm. It. Or it's no, it's not his. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know how that's going to be.
1: I saw a meme the other day, which was of, like, then and now. And one of the pictures was the na- the then was of parents and a child in a headmaster's office and the headmaster shouting at the child and the parents looking angrily at the child as well. So they're all front-facing the kid and going, we're really disappointed. And the meme next to it was there was a kid who was laughing at the headmaster while the parents were shouting at the headmaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about now.
2: But and that's there is a huge shift in the way we discipline children, right from through you know through education and through uh, how parents discipline their kids. And I I really do think, especially at school, we were as a teacher, we as an ex teacher, we were always wary of really telling off a a child. Yeah. Um, There was one lady; she was South African, and she was brilliant because she just took
1: no shit. Yeah.
2: And I think that that, and, because she, and she doesn't care. Like, she, she, she also wouldn't take any shit from the parents.
1: Um, here's another scenario. Final scenario. <clears throat> I'm sorry that I'm doing it with you, but... It's fine. I feel
2: like this must have been how Ross Kemp felt.
1: Well, the weird thing is, I think everything that you're <laughs> saying, to me, makes 100% total sense. You know what I mean? Well, that's uh, nice.
2: I don't get that in my life, usually.
1: Your kid starts hanging out with other kids, and you think that they could be part of a gang so they could be a gang and he wants to hang out, hang out with these kids thing is though these are these are Ted's only friends so wh- what do you do there? maybe these kids are slightly older um, how old's Ted? at this point like teenage. Oh, 12, 13
2: I think I would they're 15 let's say I'll tell you what I'd do I would I'd, I'd join the gang
1: No, you wouldn't. I don't mean that in like they're they're uh, not a free running gang.
2: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well, well, no. No, what I mean is, I would go with Ted, and I'd say, "What's going on?" Like, you see, the the, the
1: difficulty you've got here, though, is you're probably gonna. Ted's not going to be happy.
2: No, No, but this is this. So that's the point. It's not about him being happy. It's about somebody responsible. And yes, I am responsible. It's about somebody responsible going into the situation and teaching children how, how to behave in society.
1: But you going in to, to, to Ted's group of friends that we think may be a gang, he's, you're already interrupting that friendship, that bond. What was that? I don't you shit. you're going to come out of there and then Ted... Well, either way... You may as well remove Ted then. Because that's if you I mean. go in there, he's, he's this, they're not he's gonna be disrespected straight away. But isn't this he? is what I'm saying. Well this is what I'm
2: saying. Either it will work out fine and he'll have and like like, oh your dad's pretty cool, like, yeah, okay, he's involved and he's kind of keeping an eye on what's going on and whatnot. And that's a good that's a better scenario already. Or
1: Ted won't be involved with them. It's also it, but, that's also but there scenario. is his favorite people at the but i don't
2: moment. i don't care like how many how many friends have you had that you now no longer see just you
1: you see me i know that's what i mean <laughs> oh sorry if you're in a gang yeah. and, and i and then I, i've got a, you know i can't be in your gang as well i've got no friends
2: yeah but then they're not friends if they're in a gang and you're going to end up doing
1: stupid things they're not friends did you ever have to have this sort of these sort of thoughts and conversations when you're a teacher yeah, all the time.
2: I mean, I was a teacher of younger children. Yeah, I know. Like, you know. eight, nine, ten. But even then, like, you know, there were... I, I used to be a youth worker before that, did you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I have had experience with teenagers and stuff. And and the, and the thing is, they they don't want to be in a gang. They don't want to do... They just don't have any anything else to do. They don't have any role model to really look up to, to teach them. They just don't have anything. They're just left to their own devices. And that's part of the problem. mm. It's interesting, though, teaching your kids about all this stuff. And I think it does start really young, like from the word go, which is why we're recommending two books today, which are perfect for uh, for doing this. These are useful tools to start your kids learning about
1: emotions, to learning about violence, to learning about being physical. Because you look at a book sometimes and you just go, well, I don't get this. It's book, like, there's a book that, um... Uh, that we used to, we we read to Noah and to Luna, which is called "Goodnight Moon," which apparently is a book that's supposed to help kids sleep. And it's not until you start reading it for the nine millionth time that you go, "I <laughs> will get it." It's
2: about,
1: <laughs> but it's about sounds. It's about <laughs>
2: this book aimed
1: at children. took no, you no, no 9 this million no, times. This is, you no, this go. is a bit weird. Oh, no, I get no, it. Oh, the no, moon, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> this one is a bit weird because it's, it's just it's a book about nothing. It's just all about the, the right sounds to calm soothe and hopefully send your child to sleep but you know what i mean it was that moment where you went oh yeah i get it now it's probably the moment i was falling asleep whilst reading it but then you look at other books so okay the hungry caterpillar what's that good about it what's the hungry caterpillar about what's the underlying story
2: i don't this is gonna be controversial you've never read it I have read it but i don't know it well enough to be able to recall the ending right now i think you turned into a butterfly right after eating loads of cake and stuff. Yeah. I think that the moral of that story yeah. is enjoy what you're eating and eventually <laughs> it will come good. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, so take that, whoever says I'm fat, I'm going to eat yeah, what I want. And me. One a, day I'll be a beautiful butterfly. You think I'm a big fat cat? Yeah. Like, look at me now yeah. as
1: I fly off into
2: the I'll distance. I'll be a rounded, yeah. cuddly butterfly. Right, so. Um, but these books, let me tell you these books. Okay. The first one is Hands Are Not For Hitting by Martin Agassi. Oh, so it actually leads on
1: nicely to what we were talking about.
2: It does. Um, and it's really, it's really good because it kind of talks about being physical. Um, and actually, sometimes a, me just talking to Ted doesn't really sink in, but actually going through a book with imagery and words and pictures and a, essentially a third party, really useful. And then the other one's I Feel Angry by Brian Moses, and that's much more about kind of becoming emotionally aware.
1: What sort of ages are we talking for these books? Well, any any
2: age, really. I mean, obviously not baby, baby. No, but kind of any age where they're starting to work out being physical and about kind of they're starting to learn about their emotions. So, I I would say start reading them from kind of one. These up, sort of, of books
1: they really help as well, don't they? Yeah, they really help. And I think also you, it's it's a book if your kid loves reading or loves being read to. This is such an easy way to try and yeah. and, and to get those emotions across. For instance, when when Noah was going to have. Um, a baby sister so he wasn't going to be the only child where he was thinking yeah there's, a book. Is there's a book for that, is that but what there's a saying? book for all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah. and yeah yeah which yeah. but this is I, I like that these two really really good as well if you're going through all that sort of you know you're going through those sort of problems yeah
2: but it's, I mean they're good kind of even if you're not just anyway just as learning and also reading has so many other benefits just doesn't matter what you read any reading has so many other benefits um, both available on Amazon we will link on our social media channels at the Dad's Net so you can Uh, you can find them Uh, they're also available so they'll be on social media but they're also available in the podcast description and what were the titles one more time Uh, Hands Are Not For Hitting by Martina Gassi and I Feel
1: Angry by Brian Moses if that helps your current situation go and have a quick look that's it for today's podcast don't forget if you have a confession and you want to be in the uh, don't tell your mum confessional we'll try and give you forgiveness I'd like to think we're very fair You know, we had Kev on today. We offer, and if not, it's a great laugh. Yeah, well, it's it's good for us. (laughs) It's nice to know that we're not the only ones that go through this sort of shit as well. You know what I mean? So, um, and how do we get the confessional to us? Uh,
2: You can go to dadsnet.com. There's a little tab, Dad Podcast. Hit it up and uh, you can submit your confessional. You can just say hi. You can send us anything you want. And you can also find us on social media,
1: at the Dadsnet. Also remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts from and tell the dads you know to listen to Don't Tell Your Mum. Until the next one. Goodbye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.